This is the 2TM News Podcast with Jack Howard and Tim Coates. Thanks to Supersteel. If it's happened in the news over the last week, you'll hear Jack and Tim discuss it right here on the 2TM News Podcast. Thanks to Supersteel Tamworth, providing quality steel products, excellent customer service, along with cutting, bundling and prompt delivery. There's steel and then there's Supersteel. Hello and welcome to another episode of 2TM's News Podcast. Uh, it's Jack Howard here and I'm joined by Tim Coates. G'day, Tim. G'day, Jack. And we couldn't get a special guest, so who we got? We've got Jared, who's been filling in on the afternoons. Good afternoon, Jared. Hey, good to be here. Thank you. And, uh, well, Jared, you have replaced all of our politicians. <laughs> two elections in a couple of months and it's all done and dusted. A big thank you to all of our politicians who have come on over the last couple of weeks. But um, we'll be turning a chapter on the podcast as of this week, Tim. Yeah, look, we were um, trying to capture a live politician this morning. It just didn't quite work out for us. But I'm sure we'll catch a, capture someone soon, Jack. We most certainly will, but let's... Need a bigger rope, mate. Bigger rope to lasso and whatever, you know, yeah. Pull them in. Yeah, Yeah. we are the country music capital, so we should be pretty good at lassoing. They're all all too exhausted to come on and talk to us. That's why they're all, you know, they're either looking for other jobs or they've got another job now to, you know, make all their election promises happen. Talking of other jobs, the uh, the Labor leadership, how funny is that going to be? I mean, everybody wants it, nobody wants it, somebody wants it. <laughs> Who's going to take over? I mean, I'm just confused at the yeah, moment. Yeah, it seems to be like that, yeah. Oh, well, some, I was going to say some huge losses on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we heard a sports bet making a fool of themselves, losing almost $5 million for paying out early. Clive Palmer, $60 million, didn't go too far, and Bill Shorten losing his job. And you're right, it doesn't sound like many people want it at the moment. Well, I think I think a sports bet one is all the punters out there will be listening to this and going, <laughs> bookmakers, sucked in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, you know, T- Tanya Plibersek was there and she's not there. Uh, Labor Party has said they wanted a female lead. She's obviously a strong female lead. I don't know what you guys think, but um, she seemed the obvious choice. Yeah. Um, who's tapped her door and said, no, now's not the time. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 almost like a, a I guess the, a poison chalice almost now. Mm. Is there a reason why? Do you think there's nothing to air? But uh, I mean, you know, Chris Bowen, he tried to sell something that nobody wanted to buy. Yeah. Um, that's going to be interesting going yeah. forward. But at least he stood up and said, "Hey, I made an error, and yeah. we need to do something." You've got Joel Fitzgibbon who suffered a massive swing coming out and saying, "If no one else puts their hand up, I'll do it." But his popularity is down to nearly being a marginal seat in the next election. That's interesting. Um, Barnaby's telling Joel to have a crack at it. That's got to be fun for, for all to come with. And Albanese is just going to attack anybody that gets in his way. So yeah. I, I think we're in for an interesting time. I would have thought it's a great opportunity for a Labor politician to put their hands up. Coming into this last federal election, it was the party everybody wanted, but a lot of people had the sense it wasn't the right leader. And mm. as much as people liked a lot of the ideas the Labor Party were putting forward, we're left with a bad taste of the idea of Bill Shorten being the Prime Minister. So I would have thought it's a great opportunity for somebody to have a crack of leading that party from opposition into government. Yeah, and it needs a strong leader. I mean, it looked likely um, everyone said it was a two-horse race, Adam Blakester and, and, and Barnaby Joyce. Barnaby's got him with an increased majority. Um, I think he's more popular now than, than Tony Windsor was in 2010. Mm. Um, they're just the numbers. That's not a, a, a an indictment or an endorsement, let me tell you. But um, Adam Blakester did okay, didn't quite get the name out there. Yvonne Langenberg's run a very close third 
Yeah, mm. oh, very close. It was much of talk. Uh, the leader ran it, even walking into the voting booths on the weekend. I heard people saying, vote for Adam Blake, so the best chance to knock off Barnaby. And in the end, rounding up, it was, it was a 2% difference mm. in votes between Yvonne and Adam at 13% and 15%. So she did really well considering and possibly a little bit of disappointment on Adam's behalf. Yeah, I would have thought so. And I don't know what you guys felt, but gosh, I mean, the people are handing out a pre-poll two, two weeks or whatever it was. Mm. It's a long time, isn't it? I mean, a day's a long time in politics at the moment. Two weeks is forever. Yeah, yeah. They, they Honestly, they need to look at that. It seemed like it was an endless proposition doing the two weeks of pre-polling. I, I even thought when you said two weeks, I was kind of going, no, it was longer than that. Surely it, it seemed to feel like it. And you can't, you can't run a, a, a effective campaign, really, when you've got pre-polling out that late they've got to shorten it and who's that helped uh, because no shorten it, right? <laughs> <laughs> they definitely did shorten it <laughs> they did <laughs> Tim I'll ask you who do you think that's helped because we heard Adam uh, Blakeser coming in at the start yeah. of his campaign urging people not to vote their uh, put their poll as a pre-poll and give them a chance to know their candidates and know them well uh, Two weeks really cut off a good chunk of his campaigning time for a relatively unknown. Has that played into Barnaby's hand, those two weeks? Oh, you never know who put what on. The only person who knows how they cast their votes, the person themselves, you know, and you've got to be honest with yourself at first. Sometimes we lie to ourselves. So who knows who voted for who? But uh, you'd think that if the people have made their decision early, they've gone one way or the other. Obviously, in this case, with the votes, they, they've probably gone with, with Barnaby, what they what they know. And the one thing we do know is that every time the national media and the national uh, opinion is against Barnaby, the local opinion seems to back him up and and gather around him. So um, maybe that worked too because there was plenty of attack. Do you think they need to just go back to the pre-polling thing again? They definitely have to shorten that one up. Yeah, look, I think it should be a polling day. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because I I was saying to someone Mm. beforehand, it was almost like if they continue down the track they're going... We, there's no point having an election day per se. It's almost like, all right, from this state to this state, you can vote. Yep. And yep. by five o'clock that day, everything's closed and we tally it up. Yeah. Yep. It, it pretty much made the election day redundant. Well, which spoiled the mandatory barbecues. I mean, some <laughs> yes. of the polling booths didn't appear to have any barbecues. <laughs> yeah. Like well, the, the sausage sandwich with the onions on top or underneath and, and the barbecue or tomato sauce. What's going on? Well, the democracy sausage, I don't, I'm not sure how that has caught on that name to the oh, lengths it has. Yeah. Uh, but you, you are right. And I think one of the big things with that is I uh, went and voted at Tamworth High and I was uh, there very early in the day and I thought, what a great opportunity for this barbecue to make some serious money for their PNC. And uh, anywhere who didn't put it on and didn't make the most of that, I I think they probably lost a great fundraising Mm -hmm. opportunity. Nothing. No no barbecue. Um, Kind of that. Seriously. Well, you know, and it takes takes away from a polling day. If we're not going to have the barbecue, we don't need polling day. Mm -hmm. We can have the Mm -hmm. two weeks, Mm -hmm. chuck them in, that's it, done. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Five o'clock on Friday, result comes out of the computer. Yeah, that's done. It. Yeah, let's let's look at the stats. It was almost one in four people did cast a pre-poll vote uh, for the state election. I was voting in Crindai, and um, a lot of people did uh, try and pre-poll then because they're only getting into town off um, the plains once a week. So for them, you know, if they're in town, it's easy to try and cast a pre-polled vote. Then you guys are saying we should cut it off and go earlier or one day. Mm. 
how do you think? Uh, how do you rate people like Scott Morrison bringing out some of the things midway through the elect uh, through the campaign? Pre-polling had been open for two weeks. Mm. He's still dropping policy mm. with what was it five days to yeah. go when he announced the but new home. Labor did the same thing. They were dropping policy in, and people were getting more and more confused by the policy that was being dropped in. So you know, uh, policy on the run's good. But if people have already voted, you can't take your vote back. No. Yeah. No. So I, I get, you know, what is it? Should they be? And I get the people who, who are disadvantaged by that, the people who live out of town. But if it's on a Saturday or if it's on a whatever day it is, yeah. that's polling day. Yeah. Maybe polling day becomes a public, public holiday. i got no idea. But it, uh, but it used to be, like I remember my parents back in the 90s, we were going away, uh, they were going overseas when the 98 federal election was on and they had to rock up and uh, uh, that sorry they had to do a postal vote yep. and that i'm that's fine i'm cool with that but do you reckon the australian electoral commission maybe have to police it better because you can't tell me the pre-polling is for people that aren't going to be in the electorate on that day mm-hmm. you can't tell me there was one in four people not here that weekend like tamworth was pretty crowded up yeah everyone was here someone's lying mm-hmm. someone's rocking up there going well apparently uh, the aec guy i heard talking about this at one stage and I've probably got this wrong, and Jack will be, uh, can confirm or deny <laughs> this, but uh, there's nothing in the actual act that says you can't pre-poll. You don't have to have a reason. You, c- you can just rock up, and if it's open, you can vote. Mm. Oh, oh, okay. There were some stages where I thought about pre-polling. I was down in Pill Street, and the line turned me off. The amount of people down there <laughs> yeah, to pre-poll. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, it'll be easier to just go on the day, less lines. Uh, isn't it great to see that cricket came into it too? We got the Barney Army, like you know, the, the take on a bar- the Barney <laughs> yes. Army. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering if they were recycled cricket shirts at one stage. <laughs> no, it was. It was uh, oh, it will, I guess in one sense, it was good to see that the pre-polling boosts were made the most of. Yeah. Uh, and the, particularly the one in town with people made the most of it. Uh, you know, if it's the right thing moving forward to have two weeks but we might move on and actually have a look at our member uh re-elected barnaby joyce uh tim water first and foremost for barnaby now yeah well water's got to be the issue hasn't i mean you go across the electorate you go tenerfield gyra you come down to tamworth you go down to marundi there's not many places you can forget that that people places need water i mean i see the state member for tablelands is talking about doubling the size of malpas dam already um Mm. pipeline going from there to gyra there's got to be something done. I mean, Tamworth heading towards, what, uh, level five restrictions probably in the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, Marrow and turn it really, really tough. And we need something done, something done quick, mm. sooner than later. When we interviewed or we talked with Barnaby, uh, he did talk about the Bradfield scheme. I, I think I saw Credlin and, and Jones and, and plenty of others talking about schemes as well. Okay, talk's, talk's done. Mm. Yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah, yeah. And there seems to be no answers. Everyone seems to those that I've spoken to that know best seem to always be passing it up the chain. It's always, yeah. oh, yeah, look, I, I don't really know or mm. not sure, speak to this person and they just seem to pass up the totem pole, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so every, it's, every, it's not an endorsement, but I mean, when we did talk to the candidates, you and I, Jack, it was um, the most detailed answer did come from, from our current member now. Yeah. So, um, you know, action, he was the, was the drought envoy. Mm. We're in drought. Mm, Envoy it. away. A lot of people have identified the issue. The yeah. amount of people who have addressed it, uh, mm. you can almost count on one hand. Mm. It, it just seems to be, at the moment, uh, people feel like if they're just identifying that there's a water problem, they're ticking that off their to-do list in that speech. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, look, it's it's time for action. It, it's great to hear um, 
that you know that pipeline's coming into effect uh, for Gyra. But at the end of the day, that's coming into effect because Gyra is facing no water by August. So if that doesn't come into effect um, right now. We're doomed. And uh, as you said, Tenworth 20%, uh, the time for action is right now. And realistically, it was probably a fair few months ago. Yeah, yeah it was probably a few years ago. But um, you know, major water infrastructure really hasn't happened. I mean, it was a great upgrade to Chaffee Dam, but we went from, what, 62 to 102 or something mm. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, probably with the, the vision for the city based on a Toowoomba thing and the, the other 100,000 capacity. Yeah, we need more water. Uh, probably needs to be 120, 125. There probably needs to be a secondary supply. Needs to be some off-river storage. There needs to be some solutions to bring the water in. Um, you've got no allocation in the valley, I don't think, from the 1st of July for irrigators. That's going to be really tough on those mm. businesses. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. Do you reckon that at the... Con- uh, surely once the drought breaks, there'll be a serious look into how this was all what was done about it i guess yeah but and it, it, like we can learn from history we we know that we've not got enough storage we've not got enough water hmm. and we know occasionally it rains very heavily hmm. so let's just learn the lesson of capturing more of that water when we need to yeah. capture it environmental flow is important absolutely get that but also you know if we're growing population we need to make provision for that so whether we divert water from High, high rainfall areas, whether it's from Wyvernow, Tully in Queensland, wherever we do it, um, we've got to do something. We've got to do something quickly mm. to make sure that the regional areas do get water. Yeah, no, exactly right. And uh, hopefully we see our member go straight into fight for this. Um, will he be just the member or will he go to a higher office? What's your thoughts? Uh, look, the, the one th- thing uh, you got to can take your hat off to, there's no been no deny, straight denial from Barnaby for making a, uh, a run at his old job as Deputy Prime Minister. He's never completely shut that down, which suggests that it it is something he would like to retake at some stage. Uh, Tim, you were saying off-air that you think that um, his relationship, well, his type of personality with Scott Morrison could be a very interesting couple. Yeah, well, you're just looking at partnerships, aren't you? I mean, you know, Albanese and Plibersek, you, 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 and you're looking at Scott Morrison and Barnaby Joyce. Um, yeah, look, Morrison won the right through the election. There seemed to be a, a direct endorsement of him. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah and, and he's almost uh, going back to like a Howard-type situation where he's in, he's in control. He can organise the party, so... Um, he can organise that party, but the partnership is with the with the Nationals. The Nationals organise their own partnership. Hmm. Um, be interesting to see who ends up leading that team. Um, Michael McCormack has he done a good job or a bad job? I don't know. I, not for me to judge. I guess I don't live in his electorate, but um, he's not as vocal as Barnaby. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there'd be a bit of fallout if Barnaby got the gig again, considering what happened last time at a national level? There's always a fallout, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, you know, like, have a look at the Warringah situation. Uh, if there wasn't more than one p- force working against Tony Abbott, I'd be very surprised. It wasn't just Zali Stegel. It wasn't yeah. just Get Up. It was, there was a lot of things at work there because he's been a, a, a huge part of that community for since, what, 1996, 95, whenever it was. Um, did a lot of hard work involved with Bush Fire Brigade. His wife's heavily involved in the community. So to see that go like that, go down, was a huge blow, I would have thought. For did us, oh, I was going to say, as the New England electorate, do we want Barnaby back um, as the deputy? Well, that's the extension of the question, isn't it? Mm. It's, um, we, we probably did pretty well when he was there before. Um, um, we'd like to think we could do pretty well going forward again. 
uh, were we punished when he wasn't there? I don't know. I don't think so. You know, it's uh, everybody gets their fair share. Everyone's entitled to a little bit of something, and people have long memories. So all we're saying now is water's number one, first and foremost, and let's have some. Barnaby's not afraid to have a crack. Could he serve a, a little bit of scum as a tack dog if you were to take the deputy position? Oh, you don't mention dogs in the same sentence, do you? <laughs> Pistol and boo, I mean, seriously. <laughs> How far are we going back with this, Jack? Uh, look, he, he definitely doesn't go backwards, does he? No. No. <laughs> you, you, you sort of don't die wondering and you know where you stand. Yeah. And I guess that's a good thing. Um, sometimes, I guess the other way... Uh, People are, are drawn in by that that father figure, the all-encompassing and the safe pair of hands. Morrison appeared to portray that very well during the election. Um, and you know, Bland Bland may have been the the other side. The, the one thing I, I do feel with Albanese is at least you know he will attack if he's the the leader of the opposition. He will attack at every opportunity. Uh, Bowen, I don't don't know, um, but Albanese definitely will. Uh, I thought Plibersek would too. Yeah. So um, there's some good pairs of hands on both sides. Attack is probably... It's just the alternate point of view, isn't it, Jack? It's not attack. The alternate <laughs> point of view. It's just opposite to defence, I guess. Yeah, no, it's the alternate <laughs> point of view. It's a diplomatic bit. What about, what about Tony Abbott um, being touted as the envoy to um, the Vatican? I did see that, Yeah. I don't. I don't know a lot about. I think about. it's a great idea. Yeah. Tim, Tim Fisher's floating the idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, former deputy prime minister, yeah. leader of the Nationals, and it, it's cut across the radar. And um, it, it's uh, look, you know, he's a guy that his talents shouldn't be wasted. He's um, he did train, I think, originally as a as a priest. Yeah. Um, why not? They all need an international posting from the sounds of it. That might be the only one going at the moment. I don't know. I haven't checked the positions well, either, vacant either, for a while. It's so. either there or England, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's very with, true. With the, with the Queen yes. Tanya, would go well there yes. as, a, as a royalist. So. <laughs> I'm just wondering where they'll send Julie Bishop. He'd fit in quite well in, in England in the sense that he put up such a fight for his exit. Uh, he'd work very well with the Brexit at the moment, I think. Yeah, well, isn't that an interesting one? We should throw that into the mix too. <laughs> Theresa May, I mean, she's she's probably going to see out May, isn't she? Yes, yes. Um, just. <laughs> and then where to from that? But you've got to give her credit. I mean, they're talking about going back for a second poll. And she said, no, we've had a poll. How about we do what we were told to do from the first poll? Yeah. Um, and again, it, it's politics getting confused with the will of the people. Yeah. And, you know, oh, mine's bigger than yours. Or I don't want to do this, that sort of thing. Like, seriously? They've got a direction. Go work it out. Um, what's the worst they can do now? Is is leave the European Union with nothing in place, and they probably go back. What's that? Three, four, five hundred years, mm. and mm. start trading again. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Boris Johnson is the new PM touted. <laughs> yes, be that would be very interesting. Very interesting. That's yeah, for sure. It just doesn't gel in my brain. Someone who's a prime minister of England called Boris. <laughs> so, anyway. I, I think given it's, it that it's, thought? it's how you pronounce it. Like it's a Boris, you know. But I think old English possibly. But yeah, look, Theresa May is trying to do everything now. She's um, you know, making deals with whoever to try and get this through. Uh, do you think it will fall back on a, another vote? Uh, you'd like to think it wouldn't. I mean, seriously, it, it takes up so much time. 
takes people away from work. It costs money to run elections. Uh, I'm, I always advocated for four-year fixed terms for federal parliament, so um, less elections always on my agenda, to be honest, mate. So yeah. if we have to go away for another poll, seriously not, unless it's in conjunction with an election. And it goes down a very slippery slope then, because then where do you make the decision that, okay, the people have voted, they've mm. told you to do this... But, and I know it's chalk and cheese against anything that's ever happened on the international stage before, mm. but then where can Parliament now turn around and go, you know what, I, I, we kind of, we've all discussed that, we've tried a couple of things, it hasn't gone through, we have to go back to the polls because we disagreed with what the people said three or four years ago, you know, it's, it's, I don't like that, I don't like that precedent being set. We could all walk around with a watch on and it was like, you now got to vote on this, yes or no. And we could have instant democracy. Yes, but yeah. Then it's the person controlling the data, mm. data corruption. We heard the, mm. the arguments with the American camp uh, elections. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, who's running this place? Is, yeah. it, is it someone controlling our technology? Well, we've got to find another operating platform. It, Whoops. It, it starts it's, to feel a lot like the rugby league where we send it up as a try. But then it's up to the video referee to overturn it. Or A-League stick Grand with their Final. On field decision. <laughs> A-League it's, Grand Final. Perfectly good goal. Ruled out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's regardless of what happened during 2016 when they were doing all the publicity campaigns and how to vote and everything like that in Brexit, the people voted that we want to leave. Mm. If you look at that in retrospect now, it looked too bad. When you voted at the time, that's what you voted for. And it's Parliament's job, as Tim said before, to get on with it, make it happen. And if that's a bit of toing and froing, and some scalps get caught up in the crosshairs, so, so yeah, crosshairs. It. How bad was that? The the, the uh, um, poor Premier of Queensland photographed with crosshairs across her face. That was disgraceful. That should never happen in any any publication. No, area. no. Anastasia Palaszczuk having uh, Palaszczuk having her photograph taken with a gun scope across her head. No, nah, not on. No, uh, people who put themselves up for public office should yeah. not be subjected to that. No, not in the slightest. And particularly what we've seen recently, what, yeah. it was Scott Morrison's security that was breached down in Albury. Now, that was an egg. Uh, but Barnaby himself said, the worry is you've got somebody who's mentally unstable seeing that. Yeah. And, um, you know, images like that are just fueling to it. It, it should not be on in any level. Yeah. and it, Absolutely not. And it got discussing what was there. There was a candidate in Sydney that had a dead dog left under one of their campaign signs. There was... Abbott Pauline's the, truck was put on fire. That's right. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, Tony Abbott with the poo mm. in yep. the book that was dropped off. At his, it was just. It was. It seemed to get lower and lower each it day. It has. And just I think when you thought they hit minor the parties. So guys, just yeah. before we start to get somewhere, Jackie Lambie looks like she's definitely back. Fraser Anning definitely not back. Yep. Um, Pauline's got to be laughing, doesn't she? Like Darren Hinch is gone. Pauline's yeah. still there. Fraser Anning's gone. Pauline's still there. Yeah. Yeah. There's all these things happening, and Pauline's still there. Um, uh, good honour. I mean, yeah. she's been consistent all the way through. Yeah. And whether you agree with her politics or not, you've got to say one thing: she's consistent. Yeah. One uh, one elephant in the room after the federal election, I thought on Saturday, Scomo's tenure. Because it's, it's, it's at the back of our mind. Everyone's thought about it. I know a few people within four seconds of him being victorious on Saturday night went, how long is he going to be in for? Do you think he's safe? Oh, look, with that kind of a win, Jack, I don't know what your opinion is, but with the, the, he actually carried that campaign through. Uh, he's turned it around. Uh, he had what, nine months, eight months, yeah. really, yeah. to turn yeah. it around. He's, he seems to have done a lot of the heavy lifting mm. all by yeah. himself mm. or has led the way. 
they would be they would be absolutely blasted out. Yeah, they've got a platform now to win again in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Uh, if they did anything to Morrison, I would think that they probably wouldn't have a platform to win in 2022. Yeah. And I think there's a couple of things that play in the fact. Surely now they're not going to go off polls as a reason to change their leader, as well as he's got no Abbott, no Turnbull, who are trying to turn some screws in um, back play. I think it's a really good chance, as you said at the top of this, to really create his party, create his mm. bench, and uh, really take some um, authority. And uh, hopefully we see our first... Uh, full term since Howard there's going to be uh, kids turning 18 going out allowed to vote allowed to drink who haven't actually seen a Prime Minister serve a full term so hopefully um, it starts here and starts with Scott Morrison and hopefully it fills them with a little bit of confidence too they'd be surely walking around with their heads held high now after that win on the weekend especially when the polls were saying that they were behind absolutely and I I must throw in here we've got to turn to sport I mean Jack had a crack at me last week Jared about the uh, OVA getting beat 12-1. Well, well, this week they played Tamworth FC. They lost 1-0, and that was only because the goalkeeper dropped the ball in the back of the net. And mm. They played really, really well. I, I was down watching the game with mentoring the referees. It was a great game of, uh, of, of football, and probably Mushy's unlucky not to get a draw out of the game. Yeah, and that this is against Tamworth FC. Uh, this time a month ago, I hadn't actually tasted a defeat in more than 12 months. Uh, so they, you, you're correct. What a great bounce back. Um, I guess now, they need to take umbrage with one comment that was made in the media by by someone and um, by someone associated with them saying it was a different team. I had a look at the team went on the paddock. There's actually only two changes to yeah. last year's team. So um, yeah, not that many changes for the Mushies. <laughs> uh, FC actually had three changes. So yeah, uh, FC had more changes. <laughs> it was a good it was a good game. The, the game this weekend, FC playing South Armadale on Sunday in a catch up can be really interesting. But basketball, fifty years strong. Mm. Yeah, and is this the year? 50 years, Tamworth Thunderbolts haven't won it. Last yeah. year, I'll, I'll just go through the history books a bit and turn the page back to last year. We finished second. The only team that was causing headaches for us were St. George. Um, they were number one in our division. Then we went to the finals to meet the Southern Division, and um, it just sh- went to show that our division was actually stronger. We got the win, as did St. George. Then we met St. George in the semi final. St. George beat us again for the third time last year, went on to win it, uh, which really stro- shows strength in our division. Uh, St. George have a completely new look team. Uh, we got them by about 30 points the other day. I think they only have two plays from their last roster. We're now going for six games um, in a row. A six-game winning streak. Mm. Uh, a really good team. They only lost team. one all season, is that right? One all season. Yeah. Uh, a really good team moving forward and undefeated at home. You've got to feel, whilst we are, looks like we're playing in a stronger division, this is a really good opportunity. And what a, what better year than mm. in your 50th year? Yeah, three old blokes playing. Yeah, look, uh, and it, it's just a great squad. They've got, you know, uh, you know David Burke... Um, Skilton. Chris Skilton, yeah. yeah. And a guy from Armadale whose name I can never remember. That's why I just said three old blokes. Yeah, but they <laughs> but, keep they keep turning up. Yeah, they do, and they do them really well. I mean, Skillo plays you know, five seconds every week or yeah. something like that, and Berkey sits there and tells people what to do. But as a, as a squad, they've got that experience in the squad. Um, you know, just imagine if they had Kyle Gupton still here knocking in the points he's knocking in overseas at the moment. Yeah, but yeah, they are, yeah, he would be uh-huh. handy, but they've had a lot of losses. But, you know, Billy Parsons, you know, really takes after his father in the height department. Uh, you know, he's starting to really find... What's he his... doing playing basketball? 
Shouldn't he be playing rugby league? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used to play with Billy and I actually can say I remember back in the days when he was in year six and we used to reject him as the little kid and uh, he's got the laugh now towering over me. But I think Billy was very smart in the sense he thought, right, it's a 50-50 chance I'm going to inherit this height and has really worked hard on his basketball for a long time. So it's great to see that paying off. He netted 12 points two weeks ago and grown into there. So they've got the youth. The American import this year, Quayshan Hawkins, um, our one last year was, you know... A silent voice on radio. He is. Yeah. Our American import last year was six foot six or something. Huge. Quayshan doesn't have that height to him, but he really has the technique and his drive is one of the best drives I've ever seen on um, the Tampa Sports Dome first court. So I think they've really got a squad to shake it this year. Yeah, look, go down to show court. The boys are at home again this weekend, so there'll be another game there at 6 o'clock on Saturday night out at the Dome. No doubt you guys are calling it, are you? Yeah, look, uh, we'll be there calling it. Um, our sister station, the 92.9 team, and a really good chance to go and support our girls. Mm. Uh, unfortunately for the draw, the girls have a lot of weeks off um, and don't have many games at all this season and then got unlucky with um, home games to away games. So they're only at home, I think, three times this year, so a good chance to get out and see them at 4 o'clock. But... Uh, I really hope that, you know, 50 years, one premiership. I'm pretty sure that's how the Sharkies did it in the NRL. So hopefully the uh, Tamworth Thunderbolts can follow suit. Yeah, look, and I think the only last comment is on sport is um, on the weekend, an AFL player accused the referee of being a cheat, then apologises, gets a limited suspension. Thoughts? Is it a good thing that you can call a referee a cheat? Like, seriously? And then say, oh, no, sorry, I didn't mean it. No. No. It's crossing the line, isn't it? It is. is. Yeah, yeah. No, that's ridiculous. And then for them to back down and what changed... They changed the punishment because he apologised? They softened the blow, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, look. um, Israel Folau, thoughts on that? Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Needed to go. He he, he signed the dotted line saying that he wouldn't do it and did it regardless of his thoughts of freedom of speech and stuff. This is as simple as a contract. He, He... Pen the paper, the contract, yeah. and then broke it. No, I don't need to look into it any further than that, personally. And Brad no. Arthur being re-signed. <laughs> That's the Eels coach uh, for you there, Jared. Of course, the, Did I have deer in the headlights? <laughs> the, the Eels were t- to be one of the teams to beat last year, finished bottom. Yeah. Yes. Um, Brad Arthur's come out, turned it around this season. Since being re-signed, they, they haven't looked very good. I think that's one problem the NRL really needs to look at is the skilled players um, show when they're playing for a contract first, three weeks later after they pen the paper. It looks like a completely different team sometimes. Um, it was a ballsy one. I can't think of many good coaches going around off contract in the National Rugby League at the moment. I think that could have possibly even saved Nathan Brown four weeks ago and that's turned very handy for the Knights who have really turned their season around. Now, Knights, quickly. Mitchell Pearce, origin halfback or not? No, he's had his chance. I think we saw Queensland wow, dynasty. that's a big call. I uh, mean, I'm, I'm absolute a, career best Brilliant. Ball. I'm a Newcastle fan. We saw Queensland dynasty built on building to a team. I think we need to build here. We've got some great young halves going on. So going to stick with Cleary? Uh, I, I would have stuck with Cleary, but I, I think now the writing's on the wall with some other great halves. I think Cleary would complement Kiri very well and play a very similar role to Cooper Cronk, uh, where he controls the game, has good kicking game, and lets Kiri just play some eyes-up footy. So it would be a very complementary role. If you can justify picking a player in that form is a different story. Uh, and you've got some great players going around, but I, I think... Pierce is a backward step, particularly when we're on the front foot against Queensland. We need to be moving forward and building for our own dynasty. It's very descriptive, backward foot, moving forward, yeah, front foot. Yeah, I get that, yeah. <laughs> Doing so the nut bush. It, it, look, it's, it's, <laughs> well, it, it sounds like something or other. Uh, <laughs> State of Origin 1, not far away. Squad's announced on Sunday afternoon. There'll be a lot of people sort of going, 
am I in, am I out? Uh, Morris is coming back in as a centre option for New South Wales. More mature player, one of the one of the Morris boys. Uh, will I go for an old player or not? Is Latrell Mitchell fit? Let's see. It'll be interesting, Origin Series. Uh, it always is. And the one thing of Origin is it doesn't matter how good you think that Blues team is and how maybe past their best the Queensland team is. They always manage to really turn up on the day. Billy Moore, mate, Queenslander. Yeah, Billy Queenslander. Moore. He started the call, Queenslander. <laughs> is this the Origin this year where they're going to Adelaide? Or is that next year? It doesn't matter where they go, mate. It's still Queensland versus New South Wales. That's <laughs> it. It doesn't matter where they go, Jared. <laughs> No, I was just because I was going to bring that up if it's this year, but I have a feeling now that it's no, next yeah. year. But we can be twelve months in in the lead. Look how this you're hearing it first right here. Um, how, how do you think? How do you think crowd wise they're going to go? They're bringing it to SA. I lived there for twenty years. I didn't even know NRL existed till I moved here. Um, granted, I'm not the most sports headed person, hence why I haven't said anything for the last eight minutes. Uh, do, you, do they are there are sports nuts in South Australia that will come out and check it out for the curiosity factor. There's a lot of expats that move there from the east coast that will go fantastic, great. Cost too much for me to travel to Sydney or Brisbane or Melbourne. Check this out. Now that it's here at home, I'll check they watch it out. AFL. I'll go see. Yeah, they, look, they watch AFL. They'll yeah. probably go and watch State of Origin. Yeah, yeah. I think. It, I mean, that says it already, doesn't it? I mean, seriously. I think it's also uh, successful or not successful gives the NRL a great indication of uh, yeah. potential growth in those areas. Yeah. If they don't get a backing for the state of origin, then they can put a line through uh, looking at growth into Adelaide for probably another decade and uh, maybe try again in 10 years with another origin game there. So and I think that's a good... Quickly, quickly, curious behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> Do uh, we really need to talk about it? <laughs> However, his comment was captured on on camera about the French Open and then, you know, and then Wimbledon and stuff like that. Um, they've just got to be careful in what they say. Is there a case where people like Nick Kyrgios with the comments he's making are, are blacklisted from the sport? I, as good as they are. I, I seriously think so. It's gone to the stage now. He's done... He's got disciplinary action after disciplinary action after the disciplinary action. Just boot him. Yeah. He's had enough time to, to turn it around. Yeah. Supposedly... And he just, he always just ends up disappointing people. If not, I'd like to see Australian tennis step in and say, look, um, Russian athletes competed in the last Winter Games as an independent state. Uh, take that little flag off the um, off his name. He's not competing as an Australian anymore because we don't want that as our country representation. What, give him the Kiwi flag? Sorry, I'll just... I'll- <laughs> Just take ours off, strip, you know. If he wants to go and compete at, you know, the Dubai Open and this to yeah. make money, so be it. But don't compete as an Australian if he's going to throw that up. It's a terrible representation of a country that's so proud of their sport. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I'm with you. Well, let's finish at that. Hopefully that's the case. But uh, look, that's another episode done and dusted. Jared, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Thanks for your contribution in sport too, mate. No, oh, always happy to help out. Uh, if we had any topics about Canadian and Quebec separatism, I would have been all over that. But anyway, that'll be for another podcast for <laughs> we'll another remember day. remember that. We might yes. touch base in a <laughs> couple of months, see if any action has happened yeah, I'll in ring the you from Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, that's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for thank tuning you. in. Look forward to catching everybody this time next week. And that was all thanks to Super Steel in Tamworth. You've been listening to the 2TM News Podcast.